This is episode 195 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. And today we're going to talk about problems. Have you ever been on the freeway and you're driving along happy as can be only to find out that you've been driving in the completely wrong direction? That can happen. If we don't sometimes evaluate our problem and make sure that we are moving forward to solve the actual problem that exists, we're going to uncover how we can really identify problems in order to look for a solution in this episode. So let's get started. This is the podcast where you learn how to build stronger connections and have better conversations using the solution-focused approach. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a solution-focused life coach, and each week we learn new strategies so that we can build our families strong and be the person that we were always meant to be. You can learn more about our products and services by going to thefocusedmindset.com or hop over to Amazon to get 30 Days to Higher Hopes. I'm your host, Cher Kretz, and we're going to talk today about problems and how we can address them in a solution-focused way. And I want you to remind you that my three-day Lead with Hope Challenge is live right now. I did the TEDx talk recently, How to Lead with Hope, Solution-Focused Conversation Navigation, because I believe that we can lead our conversations differently to be able to have better results. There's so many different ways that we can implement small little tips and tricks to be able to help our conversations go well, and that's important. That's definitely one way to have hope talk, but on the bigger picture... The way we have hope talk is to be able to go into a conversation wanting the most hopeful outcome. We don't go into a conversation thinking about all our needs and how much we can talk about all ourselves and what we've done and our accomplishments. We go in with the desire to be able to have the person that we're talking to feel more hopeful, to feel more empowered to be able to feel like they can live in their world feeling confident. That seems like a lot, but I think that it's easy to do when we check ourselves, check yourself at the door, as they say, check your intention. Why am I communicating with the people that I am? I think that a lot of People go to parties and they're like, oh, I don't even want to be there because the stress, the anxiety of going in and talking to everyone. It could even be a bunch of your relatives you haven't seen in a long time and you can have a secret little conversation with yourself saying, I don't know if I even want to go. I think sometimes that happens because we don't check our intention before we go into that social situation. We forget to ask ourselves, why am I here? What kind of, what what conversations have I been longing to have with maybe a couple of those, or what am I curious about? We forget that that's really what we can, we can have is a stronger connection with someone on even the smallest of levels. It can go so far. And if our intention going into any conversation is I'm going to find out what's going on with them. And then I hope that they can feel a higher level of hope. 
Hope is something that everyone wants and desires. And when you're talking to someone, you don't know what their level of hope really is. You don't know what they're struggling with. One thing you can know for sure is that there is a place in their life where they feel like their hope is low. Because it might not be in the social world, it might not be in their family, it might not be in working out, but it might be their work situation, or it might be a relationship with one of their children that they feel low hope with. And if you can be just a smallest little part of raising that hope, then it was all worth it. And not only that, but it actually has more impact. So I want to encourage you when you're going into your next social situation that you consider inviting hope into the conversation. And one way that you can do that is to feel equipped. And that's why I created the three day lead with hope challenge. It's leading our conversations with hope and being ready to do that, not being caught off guard. And when you join the challenge, it's like you have a little mini course at your fingertips. So anytime you want to log in on your time frame, when you need a little boost, you could jump in, read the tips, read the action steps, and then you feel more hopeful yourself. You feel more equipped yourself to go into the unknowns of conversations each and every day. It comes directly to you. Now, You can um, buy the whole course if you'd like, and then you have a different type of interaction with video and everything else. But you can also just for free have the three-day Lead with Hope Challenge that walks you through the TED Talk, How to Lead with Hope, Solution-Focused Conversation. So Solution-Focused Conversation Navigation. Those of you that have listened to my talk, clear till the end, you understand what I'm talking about when I say solution-focused conversation navigation. It really is a navigating situation, isn't it? We don't know what's coming our way. One thing we also don't know is what problems people are going through. And have you ever felt as though the solution-focused approach um, maybe brushes over problems? Shh, don't, I know you don't want to say that out loud, but maybe you have. You'd be like, well, maybe I want to talk about my problem. Maybe I need to talk about my problem. And I want to say that if you're somebody trying to use more solution-focused strategies and conversations, um, whether it be as a the person that's leading your family or leading a company, or if you're a counselor trying to infuse the solution-focused approach into your work, never are we meant to dismiss someone's problems they're going through. You know, the phase of gathering all the information, saying what's happening. Sometimes the question is, what is your highest hopes? What is, what do you hope for in this conversation? What do you hope for in this conversation or what's happening or let's, or thinking I'm going to gather all of this person's information, like I suggest, is all ways of us finding out a little bit about the problem. The difference in how we approach it is that we're looking for the problem, believing 100% that there's a solution and that we're going to take a step towards that solution in this very conversation. We're not going to stop there. And that will help us not get lost in the weeds of only 
talking about the problem. That is when we're problem focused. That's when we grow the problem even bigger. And we're like, oh, I can't believe that happened. That must have felt horrible. Let's let's spend an entire half hour talking about that. And then we're not thinking, oh, is there some solutions that are are uh, kind of like hiding and we want to illuminate the light and see that solution so we can take a step forward away from that problem. The whole point of having a problem is that we're thinking this isn't working. Something isn't working. Something is not functioning well. And when you bring your car into a dealer, like I had to recently, you need to explain the problem very well, or else they're going to be off there working on your car for a completely wrong, uh, for the completely wrong reasons. So that is the danger of us completely ignoring what's going on in somebody's life of accidentally moving to the solution too quickly. In doing that, we might accidentally have missed the problem. Um, This happened uh, recently with me. I was speaking uh, speaking to a class and they began to talk about the problems that were happening in the class. And I took it for face value. And then it wasn't until I went back to my office, reflected and thought about it. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, I'm trying to solve the wrong problem. The kids in that classroom were talking about how they were stressed about not being able to get along on the playground. And the bigger problem that was happening when I sat back and I really chose to listen to the words that they were saying was that they were getting in each other's business. They were kind of being a little nosy and getting into each other's uh, uh, personal space. And if I go in there talking about stress, I might go on a tangent and talk about schoolwork and math and test anxiety and stress and my version of what I think that the kids at that age go through when they say the word stress. But I need to dig a little deeper. I need to listen to those words and then even take a minute to ponder that. And it, it'll, it, it just really made me think that, gosh, I don't want to miss any of the real problems. I never want to be in that situation where I move to a solution too quickly. And I think that this can help all of us step back and say, I want to gather all of the information without any judgment without placing my opinion or what I assume is going to be happening into the situation. And thank goodness that aha moment sort of happened because I could kind of like pump, screech the brakes, not pump the brakes, screech it and say, whoa, let's take care of the actual problem, not the problem that's the first thing they say. Um, I think that all of us have that thing within us where people say, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's good. And then if we do choose to talk about the problem, we might not want to get to that really begin middle of the problem, the heart of the problem. We want to kind of like talk around it. And then if there's someone that kindly and gently says, well, what else? Well, what, what else is going on? Sometimes we feel comfortable enough to share part of the real problem. 
And sometimes it's not until that moment that we actually know what the real problem is. We've all had those moments. We want to give those moments to the people we listen to as well. We want to allow them the ability to have space to know that you're not judging them. You're not coming at them trying to solve their problem so quickly that they don't even get a chance to really share what the real problem is. Some people will let you go on that tangent and let you solve that whole problem. And they know good and well that that's not their problem at all. So how can we really uh, find what the real problem is? I think that some of the questions that I purposely put in 30 Days to Higher Hopes can help us with that. We're not asking questions just to get answers. We're asking questions because we want people to truly feel as though they are listened to, heard, and that they can reflect upon them for themselves. It's a self-reflection as well. Are the conversations we're having helping people see themselves? in a clearer way and a in and not so blurry and uh through being non-judgmental through getting rid of any judgment and being super curious and interested we can find out what people's real hope for the conversation is we can find out what they'd like to get out of the conversation. And maybe they've been dying to tell you, going back to if it's a casual conversation, maybe they've been dying to tell you about the uh, fun that they had over the weekend and you're busy trying to talk to them about something completely different. So getting on that same page and saying, I want to know what you need right now. Um, Don't worry, it'll come back around where they'll also want to be interested in what you are talking about and the things that you have. In fact, if they feel heard, they'll probably be more likely to listen to what you have to say. Just keep that all in mind because I think that more often, the more often that we go in wanting to really find out what someone's going through, not saying, I want to know everything about their problems. Because uh, someone brought up to me recently that many times as a counselor, that is why they come to us is with a problem. They usually don't come when the skies are uh, blue and bright. They come when there's a storm. Uh, Even if I encourage people to come when things are great, chances are I'm going to see a lot of problems. Then how do I manage not being problem focused when it's my job to deal with problems? It's in my mindset. I've, I'm working every day and noticing when those things falter. It's certainly not always able to do it. None of us are. But I am really being deliberate. And I'm so excited when I meet you guys and you're also on that same path. Um, teachers that come up to me and say, man, when I deliberately looked at a situation through the lens of hope, it changed how I saw it. And I know you can have that same situation happen when you realize that I'm at, I'm having this conversation because I really do want to help the right problem. I'm going to be curious at the very beginning of this conversation so we can jump off on into the right place. And we're not having an entire conversation that to one person seems like they're giving all of their wonderful wisdom and to the other person, basically useless. Hey, that can happen. And 
there's something you feel at the end of that conversation. You, you push it aside maybe and be like, oh, whatever. I'm sure it went well. But you kind of feel sometimes, don't you? Like, that didn't go really well. Well, maybe it was how you approached the conversation. Maybe you didn't pause and say, I want to get this person. I want to get them. I don't want to just ask them, how are you? And then move on to the next part of the conversation. Check, check, check. I'm checking off the list of social cues that I need to do, social things I need to say. That's not what being solution-focused and really hope-centered is all about. And in my journal, I a kind of slightly, uh, I kept it simple, but I use the Snyder's Hope Scale to have a really simple scaling that we can do to figure out where our hope is. And recently when I was going through this with a group of students, one of them, I said, which one of these questions stood out to you? And uh, she said, you know, I really am interested in number four and it really hit me different. Number four on the uh, Higher Hopes self-evaluation in 30 Days to Higher Hopes. Um, this is a personal copy. It's why yours doesn't have this. <laughs> um, it says, I think the things that I've done in the past will help me in the future. And then you're asked to scale that on a scale of one to 10. 10 being, yes, I absolutely think that 100%. The things that I've done in the past will help me in my future. And then a lower one would be like, I don't know. I don't know if my past helps me for my future whatsoever. That's something we don't always think about. Do we believe that the things that happen in our past will help us for our future? Do you know that if you answer high on that, yes, I really believe the things that I've been through help me for my future means that you have a higher level of hope. So that means that it's important that we recognize the things in our past. It's important that we acknowledge a problem that we're facing right now because our future self needs us to do that in order to allow us to learn from that experience. We always say, oh, well, failure leads to success. We're going to learn from our failures. Maybe, but if we don't look at them for what they are and then figure out how we can use them and the solutions that are out there so we can move from problem to solution, then it might just be a problem that we keep repeating. Same problem over and over, same conversation, same outcome. So it's important that we take the time to say, how is it that the problems that I face or just even in my past can help me for my future? How can I believe that? How could I walk into my future th saying, I've gone through things in my past that are going to help me be a different version of myself, a more uh, elevated person, a, a person that's wiser? Um, it's a choice. And, and I hope that we can all choose to utilize the skills that we have to say, in order to feel hope, we want to understand our circumstances with the intention of helping us move into our future and elevate and you know, level up. Now, that goes back to our conversations, but of course, I always hope that for you as well. I want you yourself 
to be able to feel as though uh as 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 though you're making a step forward towards your own evolution of conversations and communication and finding connections with other people um this is not something that comes naturally for some of us it becomes more natural than others but no matter if we are a type of person that's uh can talk to anybody or whether we're super duper quiet you got to learn how to communicate you got to learn how to walk into a situation and be who you really truly want to be how you want to come across or or maybe what you naturally come across like is not even close to the way you see yourself in your own mind so walk into your next situation with reflection with understanding your problem and how it will help in your future and then seeking to understand the other person being solution focused doesn't mean we move so quickly to solving the problem that we don't really make sure that we're actually solving the problem that exists. Don't make the mistake that I've made and probably will make again, where I go a hundred miles forward only to find out I'm on the completely wrong road. <laughs> Is the problem that you're solving really the problem? Or have you been solving a problem that is not the actual real problem? The only way we're going to find that is by asking again, what else? What else is going on? Watching people's body language, making sure that we've tapped into who they really are so you can have a real conversation. And it's time for us to sign off. Next week, we're going to talk to a really fun author. And then hopefully the very week after that, we're going to talk to an author focusing on some uh, some stuff about junior hires and how we can work with them better and then jumping over to high school. So that is yet to come on the Focused Mindset podcast. In every podcast, we're looking to be able to be hope-centered, solution-focused communicators. And I'm so thankful that you're here doing that with me. And if you want to get more information about this, hop over to Amazon and pick up 30 Days to Higher Hopes. And you can also check my website, thefocusedmindset.com or sharecrets.com and click on the free three-day Lead with Hope Challenge. Take that to your next chapter and then see what happens. I challenge you to do it. I think it's going to be as rewarding for you as it is for me to revisit these important, important steps of communication that we're going to gather information without any judgment. Then we're going to make a plan that rings true to us if it's a plan for our life or truly rings true to the person if we're helping them. And then we're going to take steps forward and taking action. Taking action means that you take the challenge that you do the thing, right? So let's get out there and take action in our life today. And until next time, keep in touch and live solution focused. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Focused Mindset Podcast. And right now you can hop over to Amazon and pick up your copy of 30 Days to Higher Hopes. But if you want to do something for yourself that's absolutely free, then take 
my three-day Lead with Hope Challenge. This is the way that leaders all over the place are learning to focus on hope and learning how the power of hope can move people to lasting change. And you join the challenge by heading over to my website at thefocusedmindset.com where you can also learn about my coaching services. And if you would like to support this podcast, there's a few ways to do that. One, feel free to leave a review. I love reading those. And also become a Patreon by clicking the link in my show notes because it's listeners like you that help this podcast grow and helps me reach more people with a message of focusing on hope. So until next time, live solution focused.